let's turn to the last bit of uh, today's brunch. And uh, that is Lion Rockers, which is a new show uh, every Saturday morning at 8.30. And in the next 15 minutes, we'll hear an excerpt from last week's Lion Rockers with Shalini Matani, who is the founder of the Zubin Foundation. And in this excerpt, she talks a little bit more about uh, what the Lion Rock spirit means to her. I don't think I... It might just be imposter syndrome, but I don't think I would say I have a particular spirit. But when I go to the UK, I'm always told that I have a particular spirit. Even at university, you know, they were they would say, and actually, I heard from a very good friend of mine who um, is a, a medical consultant in the UK a couple of days ago, and she was just like. All you and your Hong Kong friends are are such go-getters, right? And I think that that's probably how I would sum up the line rock spirit is we get on with things, right? We are go-getters. We have this itch and we have to satisfy this itch, which means going out to get it. And how have you applied it in your own life or the challenges that you've come across? I think in my professional life, um, when I left the private sector, I sought out mentors who could help me, who were line rockers themselves. And they helped me. But I also think nothing is more important than hard work and putting yourself out there to have tough conversations, knocking on people's doors, knocking on corporate doors, knocking on government doors and saying, may I speak with you about this, please? So um, so I think in, in, in my professional life, it's just working really hard and knowing my subject better than anybody else. But I think on the personal side, I don't know that there is a lion rock spirit. I think there is just the human spirit, right? And we all try our best as as people, as um, Hong Kongers, as mothers and sisters and daughters to to get up each day and be the best we can be in those roles. And, you know, I don't know that I've been the best I can be in those roles. I know um, when, when the love of my life died in... Um, in 2009, Zubin, he was three years old. And I collapsed. And, you know, I would be lying if I said there was a Lion Rock or a Hong Kong thing that made me get out of bed. What made me get out of bed the next day was because Zubin has a younger sister. And I needed to be a mum to an 18-month-old. And so... You know, you you take on that role as a mum and that drives you. So I think in that case, it was just the human spirit. But I don't think that, I don't think that there is anything that certainly on losing a child that helps you anywhere you are in the world. I think... As a mother, you live with the pain. You live with flashbacks. I live with flashbacks. I live with lots of guilt. Um, 
And for me, at this point in time, it's been 14 years since Subin died. He would have been 17 last week. I, I do the best I can by trying to help others because I couldn't help my own son. Um, but yeah, you, you, I guess the human being is about survival. How did Zubin change your life when he entered your life? Oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> I always say to people, um, when I was pregnant with him, and it's, I know it's really weird, I saw things differently, literally. The green tree, the trees on our streets looked really bright. <laughs> and they took on a totally different color. And I'm not very, whatever you call it, you know, like um, touch with the spirit world or anything like that. But I remember after he was born, that color in the trees disappeared. It was this thing that happened during my pregnancy. Your pregnancy, wow. It was everything, and not, not everything, trees were so bright. And when he was in my life, as you know, as a mother of a first child, it's crazy. Like, you're constantly thinking, I'm not doing this right, right? And, um, but I would look forward to the end of the day more than anything in the world. I worked full days, but I started early and I'd end by four, three thirty, four. And I would, on my way home, I'd have butterflies in my stomach and I knew the timing of every um, traffic light. I knew how long it would take me to get home. And there, I, it was this anticipatory, just love, just looking forward to hugging my child. And, you know, this was up to the day before he passed away. You just, you, it is so exciting. Um, really, the love of your life. It's like meeting a, a little boyfriend. It, it really was. Um, it really was a countdown every day after I went back to work uh, when he was born and until the day before he died. Um, oh, you know, I, I loved bath time. It was our time. Um, I loved reading with him. Um, you know, the book, the last book that I um, read to him was about a sea turtle. I have that book. Um, I have his pyjamas hanging with my dresses. Um, I'm still a mum. Yeah, and a great mum. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm a mum. A great mum. <laughs> How has the grief changed for you over the years, if it has? I think grief doesn't change. I think there are times when it's worse than other times. But what changes is you get more used to the pain. And so the grief itself doesn't change, but your being used to it changes. And last week was his 17th birthday and I was in a bad way. And, and you know, my body hurts. You know, parts of my face that I never knew could hurt 
hurt. And parts of the particular points in my hips that after he died really hurt, they hurt. And so your body, my body, um, has held on to that pain, I guess. Um, but you don't, from what I understand from friends of mine who've become friends of mine after I've lost Zubin, I've learned, you know, that they've lost their children. Um, I don't think, I don't think the grief gets less. I don't think it becomes easier. How have you managed the grief throughout the years and has that changed? I think what has changed is I'm much more open about uh, the toll it's taken on me and therefore I don't set expectations that I'm the superwoman. I, I suffer um, definitely from post from whatever it's called post traumatic stress disorder or whatever it is, some form of it, for uh, a prolonged period of time. So I I have antidepressants. I write. I do not work the hours I used to work before Zubin died. I cannot. I am much more careful about where I spend my time and who I spend my time with. Because one of the things I also noticed after Zubin died was that there's some people, because I think grief takes so much from your body, that you have so little energy to give. You have to protect it. Correct. And when you have such little energy and you're with people, you can sense who's taking your energy and who feels your energy. And it's not, again, I'm not particularly into kind of all the, you know. I'm not sure after this conversation. But exactly. I <laughs> but I literally feel depleted when I'm in yes. the presence of some people. And so I'm much more... Um, much more conscious about where I'm going to go and where I'm not going to go. Yeah. Shalini, well, you must have some hobbies, despite being so busy and being a great mum. What do you do for fun? What are some of your hobbies? So what I do is I do TRX. Oh, yes. So I do four, TRX probably four or five times a week. I try and exercise probably six times a week. Um, that's a really big thing for me. And it's important for my mental health. It's important for me time. I also love reading. So I belong to a book club. Um, yeah. And Ex reading, exercise. I'm happy the sun's out again. Yes. And um, in terms of music, what sorts of music are you into? I'm not a huge music person. I don't need to get into the car and turn on the music yeah. or get home and turn on the music. So I like quiet a lot. So if I'm driving, which now that I live in Toon Moon, I do a lot of driving, I listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, so I do, and I do a lot of audible books because I'm driving so much, I can get through books really quickly. Um, and isn't it so nice to be read to? Like as it, adults, we don't really yes, get that opportunity. Yes, it is really nice. But I also love my pen in my hand and I love circling things yeah. and I'm a bit of a geek. <laughs> but um, yes, I love audible books and I think they're a real joy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, if there was one song that's of significance to you, Shalini, and you can share it with our listeners, what song would it be and, and what does it mean to you? Okay, so... I said I, you know, not a big music person, but I love music. Okay, I just don't go into the car and put it on, or 
I have to have it on when I get home. But, you know, if uh, we're having a mellow night, I'll put well, one of my husband or I, one of the kids will put the music on. Um, if we're doing four of us in the car, we, we, we take turns in music, so putting the music on. I, I, my favorite song, uh, without a doubt, is by a band called Boney M. And it is called Brown Girl in the Ring. Very nice. Well, let's have a listen. And Shalini, I really, really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you, Noreen.